right after the international news. Good evening and welcome to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. I'm Nabil Biagio in Washington working on this program via remote. Here are some of the top stories making news across South Sudan this Tuesday, December 20, 2022. South Sudan's Minister of Foreign Affairs says it is ramping up efforts to rescue South Sudanese stranded in Libya. So we inform our embassies, both in, in Khartoum and Cairo, uh, to be able to link with the embassies of Libya there. So we then have an embassy in Khartoum. And authorities in the Lake State capital, Rumbek, release more than 180 inmates who were charged with minor offenses. I'm very happy to, to the President of uh, High Court for releasing the citizens who are arrested for the simple things. We will have these stories and more coming up on South Sudan in Focus. The South Sudan Minister of Foreign Affairs and International Cooperation says it is stepping up efforts to rescue stranded South Sudanese migrants in the Libyan capital Tripoli. A minister official says embassies in Sudan and Egypt have been directed to facilitate the evacuation of South Sudanese immigrants detained for more than three years in the North African country due to a lack of travel documents. Dengai Deng has the story for VOA from Bor. South Sudan Deputy Minister of Foreign Affairs and International Cooperation, Deng Daudeng, says the issue of South Sudanese migrants stranded in Libya and other countries has been a big concern to the ministry. It's not the first time that we have received this report of South Sudanese that have crossed to Libya. We first got this particular report in 2019 before the, the pandemic, the coronavirus. Uh, that that uh, of that uh, COVID-19. So we inform our embassy, both in, in Khartoum and Cairo, uh, to be able to link with the embassies of Libya there. So we don't have an embassy in, in Tripoli. It is a non-resident ambassador, that is our ambassador in, uh, in Cairo, that, that covered that area. And... Uh, and Sudan covered Chad. But Sudan directly also, uh, it's also covered Libya because of the border between Sudan and, uh, and Libya. At the end of a 10-day visit to South Sudan last week, Sayyid Bohan Mulali, the UN Special Rapporteur on Trafficking in Persons, said she had constructive engagement with the government officials during including high-level meetings with government ministers and law enforcement agencies. Mulali commended the progress made by the National Task Force on counter-trafficking in persons and smuggling of migrants and legislative proposals on policy reforms on trafficking. But she also urged South Sudan's leaders to redouble their efforts to prevent human trafficking and to ensure that the perpetrators are held accountable. Mulali called for full-functioning court systems and implementation of the National Strategic Action Plan that includes the goal of ending child marriage by 2030. Dao says its ministry directed South Sudan's embassies in Sudan and Egypt to rescue dozens of South Sudanese immigrants between the ages of 12 and 30 who have been in detention for more than three years in Libya in an effort to avert human trafficking. Uh, we, we, we have uh, discussed with the United Nations, uh, you know, especially the community on the on human trafficking in present. And South Sudan is a committed member of the institutions, and South Sudan have been 
actively engaged in trying to meet the borders, particularly those who are coming from South Sudan uh, to other countries. So this particular group has not really crossed from South Sudan directly, but majority of them cross from Sudan or from Egypt, and they are South Sudanese. Dow says some 500 South Sudanese immigrants who crossed into Libya were returned last year, although most of them still ended up in Sudan. He says the ministry has formed a task force and is working with the International Organization for Migration to help authorities detect people involved in human trafficking. We want to inform South Sudanese that, uh, you know, to, to go into such kind of journey, uh, the Ministry of Labor have also established you know, uh, structures that would help South Sudanese, you know, those that want to get a, a job abroad. There are procedures, there are qualifications. So it, is not, it is illegal just to move without uh, permission from the government of South Sudan and particularly from the Ministry of Labor. We are also very cautious of our South Sudanese not to be deceived uh, by any institution, by individual, uh, to ask them that they will be getting a better life outside. Dao promised that the government will improve employment opportunities in South Sudan, but did not say when. Libya is a main departure point for African migrants seeking asylum in Europe, mainly Italy and Spain. Dao says it is the mandate of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs to monitor the safety and well-being of South Sudanese living abroad. Every year, thousands of South Sudanese and Sudanese venture north in the hope of finding passage across the Mediterranean to Europe. The journey is dangerous as the boats used by traffickers are often overloaded and unseaworthy. For VOA News, I am Deng Guiding in Bor. Authorities in the Lake State capital Rumbek released more than 180 inmates from the Rumbek main prison this week. The president of the High Court in Lake State says he has pardoned nearly 190 inmates convicted of minor offenses such as theft and adultery. Some family members of the release inmates say they are happy and relieved that their loved ones are free. For VOA News, William Sunday Mabor reports from Rumbek. The High Court in Rumbek released 187 inmates from the Rumbek main prison Sunday. 30 of the freed prisoners were women. Noah Gabriel Cow, president of Lake State High Court, says there is no reason for people convicted of what he calls minor offenses such as impregnating schoolgirls or cattle theft should stay behind bars for years. I went to prison Saturday. I found the prison is very congested. It is around 768 inmates and those who have been also convicted. And some are inside there for uh, executions from the high court, special court, and other local courts functioning here in, uh, in Rumbek town. Kao says he spoke with the prison director, General John Masharanga, to categorize those who were detained by local ships and those detained by special courts to determine which prisoners could be released. Kao says most of the freed female inmates were convicted under Section 266 of South Sudan's Penal Court, which has to do with adultery, and that most of them spent more than six months in prison. He says he also found that traditional ships sentenced some juvenile girls to various prison terms because they became pregnant out of wedlock. 
while they are still they are juvenile, by the way, okay. and they are being jailed, they are being prisoned also by the local chiefs, which is uh, this the wrong implementation of uh, of the law because the chiefs they don't have uh, powers to to see over juvenile cases, which is supposed to be a victim, and they put her in the in the prison while she is in she is a victim. So I release such uh, girls. Kao says some of the 30 women he released were imprisoned because their son had committed crimes and were not apprehended. He says some ships often decide to jail parents or perpetrators when the actual criminals had escaped. Kao says ships have no powers to sentence people to prison under South Sudan law. Some family members of the released inmates in Lake State were overjoyed to see their loved ones pardoned. Peter Chut, whose nephew was one of the 187 inmates set free, hailed the decision, noting his nephew was arrested because he owed someone 5,000 South Sudanese pounds to another person. You see, when a person is arrested with a sajaka, I'm very happy to, to the president of uh, High Court for releasing the citizen who are arrested for the simple things. Because when somebody needs something from you, you cannot arrest him. In January, Lake State Governor Rinpeng Mabor released 170 inmates who were said to have committed minor crimes in Yerul and Rumbek main prisons. For VOA News, I am William Sande Mabur reporting in Rumbek, Lake State. As the clock ticks toward 2023, South Sudanese living in the capital Juba have mixed memories about the year 2022. Some say the year 2022 has seen some form of stability in the country, but others say intercommunal clashes that have taken many innocent lives during the year still linger in their minds. Manyang David Mayar collected these vox pops on the streets of Juba. I think it's a great, great year, especially with uh, peace on South Sudan and, uh, and uh, people feel happy even during this Christmas. I think uh, the, the things is stable, huh? even uh, no fighting, no people running out of the, of the country. And I feel that that is great. People feel happy. And even during this Christmas, I think uh, people may, may no longer going outside. People will stay here. And that is very, very nice. And for me, I'm a sportsman. I like to watch football, World Cup. I'm happy for Argentina to take uh, World Cup. That's uh, the most things happen for me in this 2022. Okay, 2022. I remember my success. Uh, I have been working. I work and I'm achieving also something else. I'm in school. Mm. So far, uh, next year, I'll be going for my exam. Then the worst part of it, we have lost a lot of relatives who have passed, they left us behind. I think there are a lot of memories, uh, good ones in uh, 2022, and also I, I, I think there are bad ones. Uh, let me start with a good one. Uh, uh, it is worth noting that uh, 2022 has been a little bit peaceful uh, in uh, terms of uh, conflicts in South Sudan. Uh, both uh, uh, the, the civil unrest and the com communal uh, co conflicts, I, I think that is something to ponder upon. 
Uh, I also don't want to forget the fact that uh, uh, a lot of Junubins uh, have uh, also uh, faced it rough in 2022, uh, especially those that uh, have lost their lives and dear ones uh, due to the issues that I've uh, mentioned earlier. Uh, something also to uh, remember is the positive move that the uh, the transitional government took to, to uh, implement major uh, provisions of the peace agreement, uh, in, in, including finally uh, graduating the unified forces. Uh, my memories uh, in 2022, it's like it has been so good year to me. And uh, at the same time, we are thanking God like for making us up to this moment uh, to be alive. We have so much of uh, good memories. And as I've just said, it's all about the World Cup, <laughs> nothing more. <laughs> missy, missy, missy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the country level, to me, I think this year has really been very disastrous. Uh, why? Because, um, I mean, the peace agreement has not really been flowing like the way uh, it has been agreed. We saw the extension of the transitional period to 2024. And then again, uh, a lot of uh, intercommunal conflict in Upper Nile. Uh, I mean, uh, in the equatorial region between herders and farmers. And I felt like really the government has not prioritized security. And if we continue to experience that uh, next year, it's really, really going to affect a lot of people. The year 2022 is the year I was actually scammed by someone. <laughs> someone scammed me of more than 60,000 US dollars. And I just um, got my ATM to someone to be sending money to me. That person removed all the money in my account, more than 60,000 years. So it was not an easy year for me. All the money in my account was removed. You know, there's nothing new in this world, so I just let it go. The good infrastructure in, in, in 2022 that connects Jongle with the Juva, it has now become very fast for you to travel from Jongle to Juva. This is the only thing that I can remember. But the other thing that I can also remember is the... Uh, a lot of displacement in the upper Nile. People are killing themselves, especially the civil population. It is not like before. And this one we want to change. So we don't want people to kill themselves at the moment. We hope that this thing should change because, you know, previously we have been suffering during the, the civil war starting from 1983, 2013, 2016, up to the moment. So we hope that everything should change. And if this thing always continues, it will not make the people to get settled wherever they are living. So we need peaceful coexistence so that people can live in peace and conduct their business wherever they are living. This year has been good. Uh, we are, I stay in Wau. That's where my duty station is. So in Wau, we are okay. Uh, we have not been having gunshots throughout uh, the year. So that means we are, compared to the previous years, that means there's a little bit of change in term, change, a little bit of change in terms of security. Mm. So though there are challenges, at least it's fair to the previous years. And we are hoping for the best of 2023. About 2022, I think what I can remember, it has been fine. We have not run the bush. We have been doing our activities to survive. 
It's okay. We are hoping it will continue and we improve next year. There's actually changes. There's no more, more uh, sadness because it is going to end now without any more fighting within the, the, the city. People moved freely. People go for their weekends. We have never had any, any grand sort, which means this year can never be remembered. And then we shall see how coming year, yeah, how 2023 will be with us. And, and I'm sure if this part of 2022 extend up to 2023, then South Sudan is going to be compared to other countries. It's going to be peaceful. Thank you. Uh, you know, the one good thing is we, we were actually, the, the entire world was disturbed by pandemic, which is coronavirus. So the, the, the most important thing is we are done with the period and each and everyone is free to move and go anywhere to look for whatever he or she is looking for. Another thing we heard about to start the new year, so we are actually preparing to see if the how, how we are going to approach the new year, if it is going to be the same or challenging. Those are the voices of some residents in the South Sudanese capital, Juba. You're listening to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. Coming up, a U.S. congressional committee refers former President Donald Trump to criminal prosecution. Find out more after this break. What do you think? People speak out on important questions. Question today. Do you know any first aid techniques? Come to think of this question, I thought I do, but seriously, I think I may not be able to, to do too well if there is any situation present. Maybe it's something I need to go in and learn how to do. It could help somebody tomorrow. During our school days, the Red Cross Society, the clubs that we joined, they taught us a lot. When a child runs high temperature, you sponge the child with water from the leg to the head. Then you just rush the person to the hospital for best treatment. In case if you have drowned, if you have drowned maybe from water, the first aid technique that is available to be given is a kiss of life uh, to a person that has drowned into water. What do you think? A daily discussion of important questions from VOA. You're listening to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. The Congressional Committee that investigated last year's January 6 riot at the U.S. Capitol recommended Monday that the Justice Department criminally prosecute former President Donald Trump. The committee accuses him of trying to illegally scheme to append his 2020 election loss to Democrat Joe Biden and promote violence to stay in power. In a first in U.S. history, the House of Representatives panel, seven Democrats and two anti-Trump Republicans, unanimously urged prosecutors to file four charges against the former U.S. leader. The committee charged Trump, who left office in January 2021, with inciting or assisting an insurrection obstruction of an official proceeding of Congress as it met to certify Biden's win, conspiracy to defraud the United States, and conspiracy to make a false statement. Here's Representative Jamie Raskin, Democrat of the state of Maryland. 
The fourth and final statute we invoke for referral is Title 18, Section 2383. The statute applies to anyone who incites, assists, or engages in insurrection against the United States of America and anyone who gives aid or comfort to an insurrection. An insurrection is a rebellion against the authority of the United States. It is a grave federal offense anchored in the Constitution itself, which repeatedly opposes insurrections and domestic violence and indeed uses participation in insurrection by office holders as automatic grounds for disqualification from ever holding public office again at the federal or state level. Anyone who incites others to engage in rebelling, assists them in doing so, or gives aid and comfort to those engaged in insurrection is guilty of a federal crime. The committee believes that more than sufficient evidence exists for a criminal referral of former President Trump for assisting or aiding and comforting those at the Capitol who engaged in a violent attack on the United States. The committee has developed significant evidence that President Trump intended to disrupt the peaceful transfer, transition of power under our Constitution. The president has an affirmative and primary constitutional duty to act to take care that the laws be faithfully executed. In South Africa, President Cyril Ramaphosa has retained leadership of the Governing African National Congress, or ANC, at the party's elective congress in Johannesburg. His re-election mandates him to take the ANC into national polls in early 2024 and to continue his fight against corruption. But as Darren Taylor reports, the conference has revealed an ANC in sharp decline, racked by infighting. Ramaphosa Cyril... His total is 2,476. The moment Ramaphosa's re-election was confirmed, with 5,000 delegate votes from nine provinces up for grabs, he beat his closest rival, former health minister Zweli Mukize, by about 600 votes. Animosity was sparked between the former friends earlier this year, when the president's anti-corruption task force arrested and charged Nkize for alleged financial crimes related to COVID pandemic funds. At the conference, ANC members who remain loyal to former president Jacob Zuma, ousted by Ramaphosa at the same event five years ago, tried to disrupt proceedings and sway votes away from the incumbent and toward Nkize. But Ramaphosa stood firm, promising renewal and rebirth of an organization becoming increasingly unpopular because of corruption, rising unemployment and crime, and debilitating electricity outages. Over almost three decades, the ANC has failed to stem poverty and create jobs in South Africa, choosing instead to enrich itself, according to critics. Ramaphosa's spokesperson, Vincent Maguena, told reporters the president's ready to give the country a new ANC. 
We feel extremely energized that the president will be able to accelerate the institutional reforms as well as the economic reforms that he has initiated and undertaken. And some of those reforms have started bearing fruits. And so the president is... Ramaphosa is himself afflicted by a scandal related to the theft of almost $600,000 from his game ranch in 2020. A legal panel has found the president possibly committed criminal conduct, a finding he's disputing in court. But Ramaphosa's support within the ANC from senior officials such as Faiz Jacobs never wavered. We believed in him and we continue to push the renewal agenda. And I think we are very happy, we're over the moon, that our president has uh, very decisively, very emphatically showed and demonstrated the confidence of all of our branches. And it is a unity and renewal vote of confidence in the presidency. Jacobs, like many in the ANC, presents the clear dissent and division within the ruling party as healthy democracy. We all had our different preferences. We all had our favorites. But now that leadership represents us as the ANC. So let's rally, let's defend, let's consolidate around that. And I don't want to have this thing about them and us. We are one ANC now. But even top party members say the internal power struggles, many to do with who controls government money, are destroying the ANC. Political analyst Sam Mkokeli says being at this conference was like attending the ANC's funeral. He says the party's riddled with criminals and incompetents who won't allow Ramaphosa to make the sweeping good governance changes necessary to turn South Africa around. So you can actually put money on it, the ANC will fall below 50% in the coming election. And they seem not to understand that. They seem unprepared to be dealing with the consequences or even doing a substantively different work and approach to avoid that. Bad feeling between rival camps in the ANC was evident well after results were announced. Party members singing, not with a united voice, but to insult one another. Mkokeli and other experts say the ANC is doomed, no matter what Ramaphosa does or doesn't do going forward. Either the party will split, they say, or it will fade into dwindling significance. For VOA News, I'm Darren Taylor in Johannesburg. And that's all we prepared for you this Tuesday. Don't forget to check out voaafrica.com for all your favorite programs and news updates. If you miss this broadcast, go to www.voaafrica.com forward slash South Sudan. We now leave you with the song Tutu Party by Emerson. So that's a be wine. Send you if I watch gonna yay. Hey, 
only I could fry. I didn't watch like a bottom seven die. I see short scats, hey, the mini scats. Oh, who's one for dance with when it's party for start? I want ballet, yeah, I want ballet. But you want my ballet, and the party back me a Followed, not to your business, but in a party you come. Let me make an overload if the act you gonna do. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Every man deserves a lady. Come to the party, oh no. Come jump, shake your body. Come show me, say you savvy. If you really ready, oh no. Before we run to start the party, check for G-string or bikini. Now that's man and ready, oh no. Come see you to such a man, so so we can party. But see when it's in can it get already. Boss, lock or team, I'm about to reveal it to say. Tell me if you really don't let it. Yeah, 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 yeah. They swing and they bounce it. No one say, and they bounce to the party. See me they jump, they swing cool and cozy. No one say, and they bounce to the party. See me a more sexy, beautiful lady. We've been listening to Emerson and the song Tutu Party. I am your host, Nabil Biagio, in Washington. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Remember to join us tomorrow for another edition of South Sudan in Focus from the Voice of America. Friday.